Hello. Before we start today's episode, if you would like a condensed version of what I'm talking about in this podcast, go ahead and subscribe to The Perfectionist Guide. You can read the entire thing in three minutes or less. To access this, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash newsletter. Are you a bit of a perfectionist, type A, hyper performer? Then you know that having the audacity to see an ideal and bring it into reality while breaking generational habits of hustle can be tough, but it doesn't have to be. If you are ready to burn bright instead of burning out, to lead without losing yourself, and to enjoy the life you have worked so hard to create, then keep listening. I'm your host, America's leader on rewiring perfectionism, CLG, and this is Perfectionism Rewired, the podcast. Welcome to Perfectionism Rewired. Today, I am teaching you how to never ever feel like a fraud again. I want you to think about you. There's you right here. And there's your gifts, your talents, and your genius, what they actually are, the truth of them. And then I want you to imagine a gap. There's where your gifts and genius actually are. And there's the beliefs and perceptions you have about them. That gap, that line in between, between the truth and the reality, that gap right there is imposter syndrome. What is happening is that you are believing your perceptions as truth. Like it is the truth that I'm not totally qualified to be here, or it's the truth that this person has more experience than me. It totally makes sense because you're trained at a very, very young age to suppress the truth and the fullest expression of who you are in order to fall in line and behave. Of course, there is a gap between the truth and what you believe. The world has conditioned you to think that you need to earn your worthiness, you need to prove your value, and that you need to earn certificates and fancy LinkedIn titles before you share your gifts and talents with the world. All that results in is feeling like dog shit and fears and doubts and believing that you're not ready yet and it's never enough. It's it's never enough. It, it is a game that you are playing that you will never, ever be able to win. The gap right there in between, that hole has been dug between the truth of who you are, and the perceptions since you were born. That is what is causing the experience of imposter syndrome, the experience of feeling like a fraud. And the experience is very, very different than the label. I am inviting you to separate the label from the experience. We are going to build your capacity to understand and possibly be with the experience that you are having. Now, labels are dangerous for a lot of reasons, unless they're designer. But even then, (laughs) labels are dangerous because you can quickly define yourself as having a syndrome. Brains love this. They love labels because labels mean that you don't have to think about it anymore. You can just label something. Snap judgments. I read recently that humans right now, the attention span, if you don't consciously do this work, is less than a fucking goldfish. Can you believe that? Goldfishes are less likely to label us than we are ourselves. Recognize if you're labeling. Look 
at where you might be labeling yourself, even if it's just unconsciously. Because what happens is when you do this is you get on a never-ending hamster wheel of trying to fix, address, and overcome it when there's really nothing to overcome. Also, it puts you in an adversarial mode of you against you, which nobody wins. You can listen to episode number 80 that talks more about your unconscious motivation pattern and how we never, ever want to overcome anything that is part of us. How is imposter syndrome showing up for you? Here are some other ways from my notes of client sessions that I've done this week. Oh my God, oh my God, why would I do something like this? I'm not qualified for this. I know nothing. Fuck, people are on to me. The harder and longer hours I work, the longer I can stave off the inevitable unveiling of my true self. I have this little voice in my head that doubts I produced good work or that I'm capable of doing it again. It is a relentless back and forth, a battle between what is actually true in my brain that is physically and emotionally exhausting. There are rooms and discussions that I've let imposter syndrome convince me that I shouldn't take part in. I've muffled my voice and I've made myself small. Now, intellectually, you know that it's not true, but it's really hard to halt the the thoughts. And what happens right here is we label the emotional experience. It feels really true. Like all of these things feel really true. Like fuck, people are on to me. Like no one has ever come to an application call for the imposter syndrome cure saying, CLG, I feel like a dragon. They can see my wings and my tail and my dragon scales. And I'm just really afraid that I'm gonna breathe fire when I get angry. And I might lay eggs next time on stage. I hope you're smiling right now because it's ridiculous. Why is it that you identify with feeling like a fraud, but you don't identify with being a dragon? Why is that? Why aren't you attached to the fire breathing? Why aren't you choosing to believe it? When you attach to a feeling like being a fraud or feeling inadequate or doubting yourself, what you're doing is subconsciously you're agreeing with it. And when we agree with something in our subconscious, that makes it true. You get to choose to attach to or release any energy you want. You just have never been taught that before. We were conditioned the emotional energy that we feel means something. Labeling emotions as good and bad and the ones we label as bad are not okay. And like, we need to avoid these at all costs, right? Like here's a lollipop, don't cry, don't do that. Don't be angry, don't be upset. Now inside the imposter syndrome cure, you learn how to be an equal opportunity emotional leader. Emotions are like colors. You can have your favorite ones for sure, but we need all of them, like all the crayons in the crayon box, even the puke green shade so that we can live in technicolor and this full, vibrant life instead of living in the sad, drab world of black and white. You can have undesirable emotions and desirable emotions. Some emotions can feel rather foul. There is no emotional or spiritual bypassing. Like, we keep it 100. Here's the secret. You aren't meant to attach to any emotional energy. The emotional energy that you experience is meant to be felt, moved through, allowed to pass, and then detached from. My favorite way to think about our emotions is that they are magnetic and your thoughts are electric. 
and magnetic fields guide the electric current. When you work with your emotions, you are literally shifting the magnetic field, which is then changing the way the electrical current is running through your body. So when you do this work, when you are able to not attach to the emotions, you are changing the way that you think. So when you are served the thought, I feel like a fraud, it doesn't become this paralyzing type thing. Just changing your thoughts about it, being like, I am not a fraud, writing down all these affirmations or beliefs or like switching to an intentional model, that really doesn't do shit if you're not also addressing the underlying emotions going to the root of the root that are guiding those thoughts. This is what creates quantum leaps because you are able to work with your energy instead of against it. We aren't taught how to feel our emotions or even what to do with them. Like, it's totally normal if you're like, I don't want to feel like a fraud. And the thing is, though, when you resist it, when you fight it, you feed it. This is how the smear campaign of imposter syndrome gets built up. You react to it and you become attached. And then you identify with feeling like a fraud. You identify with it and it becomes a problem. But the truth is, is that this smear campaign, it's like, You walked in tar at the beach and you never cleaned your feet. Or someone put gum in your hair and you have this gum in your hair that's been in your hair. And instead of asking, where did this come from? Did I choose to put gum in my hair? Do I want to have gum in my hair? What kind of hair do I want to have? The gum just remains in your hair. And you just start to do weird things with your hair and then it builds up over time. It would be like if I walked in tar at the beach and I never got it off my feet and I just started to walk weird and have different shoes. Do you understand that? It builds up over time. And instead, you can look at it. You can choose and challenge, hey, where's this pressure coming from? When you choose to experience and attach to a lower frequency emotion like doubt or disappointment or comparing yourself to other people, it completely halts your magnetism, takes the wind out of your sails, and it clouds your decision-making. What's really important here is that, like, I'm not saying, okay, I never feel like a fraud. My brain is a human brain. It offers me that a lot. And like the most successful people in the world, my former clients, their brain does that too. The difference is, is that they have learned to lead their thoughts, process their emotional energy and the way that they experience it. So it becomes a habit. You never really experience a very strong, low-frequency emotion. The puke green crayon is there, but that's not the one that, like, it's like, my hand just can't stop choosing this. You're just, like, scribbling all over the page. They know how to handle it when it comes up. And when you expect, when you expect all of these colors, all of these emotions, all of these thoughts, all of these things that you're conditioned with— to be part of the game that you are playing, which is your life, then you can develop a strategy of support through it. When these intense 
feelings come up, or maybe you're not even someone that identifies with feelings, but it's like, I'm feeling like a fraud, or you're comparing yourself to other people. Or for me, it was like every time my boss emailed me, I was like, oh my God, I'm getting fired. For me, it came up as panic. It was like panic and terror. What we want to do when imposter syndrome shows up this way and to really get into the experience of it, not just labeling the symptoms and trying to force and thought work our way out, is we want to start with acknowledgement and do our best to not identify with the emotion. You are not the gum in your hair. You are feeling like a fraud. But you are not a fraud, even if that feels really, really true. Start with accepting where you are in the present moment and what it is that you are experiencing, because that is the first and most powerful step of moving out of it. The reason why imposter syndrome is pathologized, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, but a huge reason why so many of you are experiencing it, it is because of not doing this very simple step of just acknowledging and accepting it and not trying to hurry up and get out of it and run away, not making yourself wrong for it, not blaming yourself, judging it, trying to figure out the root cause. Who in my childhood royally fucked me over? Like, the injustice of it all. You can do that. I mean, you can do anything you want. (laughs) And I say all of this because I did all of those things. Like I did all of those things. I had all the best reasons. But when we're doing that, we are being a victim to the actual imposter syndrome. On a personal note, I disassociated from my emotions at some point in my childhood. It was never safe for me to have any emotions other than like be happy, be pleasant, be quiet, be a doll, literally, just a living doll. I was deeply depressed in my teens. I was on every prescription by doctors. And then I chose a career, public relations, where having an icebox where my heart used to be and not feeling made me exceptional at what I did. So these past five years have been me learning that emotions are safe and that I can handle them. I can handle people being upset with me. I want to tell you this because I would look at other people that grew healthy nervous systems and I thought, here I am in my mid-30s, it's too late for me. And I just want to let you know, it's not too late for you. If you are uncomfortable with emotions or if you feel overwhelmed by your emotions or emotions feel like it's something that's like out of your control, like you have these feelings and it feels very powerful for you, you are in the right place. If I can do it, anyone can. And that includes you too. If you noticed in this episode, I read you like a menu, then definitely go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com. Check out the Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator. I've done the hard work and taken out the guesswork to give you frameworks backed by neuroscience proven to work even for the most 
type A, high strung, stubborn, control freak perfectionist. In the first 30 days, you'll possess a quiet confidence, so secure, your self-compassion will go up at least 250%. So if you want to save yourself years of trial and error, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash accelerator today, or just click the link in the show notes to check out the Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator.